Hi, everyone. This is Jenny G. Perry, and you are listening to Goddess and Gab. And I want to welcome, I, I knew when I said Brian that my husband was going to look over and wonder, like, who am I talking to? But no, it's my first nail on the show. I'm super excited. Brian Nelson, welcome. Hi. Glad to be here. Thanks for uh, calling me. I know. You, you got to tell the audience a little bit about you. Okay. Well, um, first and foremost, um, well, my name is Brian Nelson. Um, I live in New Jersey, recently moved from New York City, So, um, and I've been in uh, marketing and branding my entire adult life. So I have a, uh, I have a uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts in Special Effects and Marketing and Photography uh, from the School of Visual Art, and um, I worked for everyone from NBC Universal to Food Network to everybody, um, and doing commercials and TV and a lot of retouching. I did a lot of Rachel Ray stuff. So there, there's, there's really nothing in marketing world and entrepreneurial world that I haven't touched. Um, so, you know, I have a very vast background and on top of that, I'm uh, more so than an entrepreneur. I'm an inventor. So I invented um, one amazing product. I've invented uh, 10,000 products that didn't work out. But they're still amazing, <laughs> and uh, you know that's 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 what it's a uh, you know more so than anything that, that that's really what I am. And then I just use my marketing experience to uh, to build on that, you know, and reach out to people. You know? I think first of all, you you are amazing. Okay, but you just hit the nail on the head there, is because I think that so many people are afraid of looking like a failure or of just looking foolish, whatever it is. Where when if you're an entrepreneur, you literally have to have the fix skin and just try a million things and something will actually work out but you can't like think if your first invention didn't work that you're going to give up I mean a god Einstein you know like um, how many things didn't work out for him like well and any inventor really you know um, I think that's such a great philosophy and where are you in New Jersey uh, I'm in Short Hills New Jersey hmm. so like it's like 30 minutes outside of the city so you know. and I'm and I'm down the shore in South Jersey Oh, all right. What, yeah, exit, in, what exit is on the parkway are you? What exit? I I am exit. Is it thirty one or twenty eight? I can't. I okay. am in Ocean City, New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey oh. Shore. All right, right on. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I was super excited when you reached out to me because I, I, you really threw me for a loop. I was like, am I gonna have men on the podcast? And I was like, why am I not gonna have men on the podcast? Like, what would be wrong with that? And so I looked at you being inventor and what you invented, and I'm like, oh my god. My tribe of even like moms who maybe are want to be, you know, entrepreneurs, because I think that there's a, women that I know that have untapped potential within them and they're in that mommy mode and there's mm -hmm. so much in them that, I, you know, if they're my clients, I always try to draw it out of them. Mm -hmm. But so this, this invention, I want you to tell them about your invention because it fascinated me. I thought it was like so practical and like, why has <laughs> somebody else not invented it already? Well, it's funny you say that because I had the same thought. Um, so it's called the Jacuti light. And the Jacuti light um, is, a, is a headlight system for strollers. And what it is, is it's just a very simple device that can mount on any stroller. It's just made of silicone, has six LEDs, um, three little light modes like flashing, strobe, and like constant on and off, if you consider that a mode. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, and what it does is it just mounts to any stroller, let it be, you know, 
a running stroller, hiking stroller, whatever it is. Um, and the way that I came about it was um, my daughter was like, I want to say like six months old, four months old, four months old, six months old, something like that. And I was strolling through the city. At that time, I lived in Manhattan. Um, I, my wife and I on the Upper West Side. And um, I was standing there. It wasn't late. It was like maybe 5.30, 6 o'clock, you know, right, right about dusk. Um, I'm waiting there at the, at, the, at, the, at the light to cross. And, of course, a stroller inherently is always in front of you, right? So it wasn't like the stroller was in the street, but it was like on the curb. And so this guy tried making, making a right turn before the red light, right? So it was close, mm. enough, it was close enough that I was like, whoa. Right. Like, like that, that guy could have just smashed my baby. And of course being six months old, you know, and your first baby, like every baby is made of champagne glass. Right. So like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, 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 like this mm-hmm. whole thing went through my head. And so as I was walking across the street. I was like, I need to get a reflector for this thing. That's, that's as simple as I thought about it. I'm just going to go just get a reflector, some reflectable tape, blah, 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 blah. I started walking and then I was like, but then you can't see at night. I was like, what I need is I just need a headlight. So I went online, went on to Amazon, stroller headlights, nothing popped up. I was like, okay, eBay, stroller headlight, nothing popped up. Oh, yeah, like I just kind of just did everything, right? Nothing popped up. I was like, this can't be. Like this, this absolutely cannot be. Because A, I did not invent the stroller, and B, I did not invent the headlights. <laughs> so like, like, like this, this is so obvious, you know, that, that, that it's bizarre. No one did it. No one did it. So what I ended up doing is I simply designed um, on some paper um, and pen, designed what I thought it would be, right? A couple of different designs because I'm a designer inherently. So it's just design, design, designing. And then I was like, okay, well, now how am I going to get this manufactured? I was like, I don't know any manufacturers, right? It needs to be made in America. It needs to be this, it needs to be that. So my mind was just going at a million miles an hour. I'm on, I'm on, I'm, I'm now going to be, you know, I'm going to own Bugaboo in the next six months. That's how, that's how amazing this light is going to be, <laughs> right? So, so what I ended up doing is I just went to a normal, like, outfitting store, like an REI, you know what I'm t- Like that type mm-hmm. of thing? Mm-hmm. Well, they have a lot of lights there and flashlights. So what I did was I just went there and I found a bicycle light, bicycle headlights, because I have them. You put them on your, head, on your handlebars and the lights of the street. So I just went through a lot of different ones and found which ones would fit my stroller, right? And then from that point, I just, I just found a manufacturer that, that made those lights. And then I called them. Is that, is that, is, is, is like that, that simple. Yeah, that's that's called just do it, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you, you, yeah mm-hmm. just yeah, you just I just I I, I lit, yeah, I just did it. I mean, it, it took a while, but yeah, like under, I would say, under four months, five months, I was I already had a product on, on online. That's awesome. Well, and that's the thing is that people, you know, that are not in the entrepreneurial mindset, they're like, oh well, you know, they would never they would never take my call or like they just already shut doors before they Mm -hmm. even have a possibility of anything. They just automatically and you're like, I'm just going to look, I'm just going to look. And that's where like, you know, that's where the shit actually happens is you just like, kind of like, I think the universe supports you in that, that, you know, my spiritual approach is that, but you can't sit at home being like, I really want things to change. I really want to make money. It's like, no, find things like that. 
find what there's a need for, especially based off of your own life. I mean, I think that's how a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of the mom entrepreneurs came up with something that's practical. But it's, it's shocking that it wasn't out there on the market. Like, that blows me away. Absolutely blows me away. Yeah. So what advice would you have to inventors that are just like, well, I don't have a design background or just kind of think that they, you know, they don't know where to start. Like, what advice would you have? My advice is it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Like, maybe back in the day, like in the 1600s, if you want to be a swordsman and you didn't have – metal and you didn't have a hammer and you didn't have a, a fireplace to, to bang out a, a sword that mattered. But nowadays there's such a plethora of, of people and like-minded people and designers and copywriters and web designers. Like if you can't do what you want to do now, then you shouldn't do it. And the reason why I say that is not to be rude is, is just because that that's just showing to me that just says that like you have all of these keys to success available at your fingertips. You have Google, you have libraries, you have all these free things online from, from contracts to, you know, like you don't even have to leave your house anymore. And mm -hmm. if you have an idea and you can't get it off of the ground, then, then you're not trying hard enough. And, and if you're not trying hard enough and you don't have that kind of that, that, that grit, then just go on. Cause you're just going to end up wasting well, money. Well, and, and that's the thing is that not only do you have Google, I mean, you can find out how to do anything, but also just ask people like yeah. go on your freaking Facebook and say, listen, yeah. does anybody know anybody at X, Y, and Z? I mean, that's yeah. what you like. That's what you do. That's yeah. how you find out. You never know. Like, I didn't know what you did before we got on the call. I had yeah. no idea what, you know, what your background was. I mean, people are not being as resourceful. So, yeah, ask around. And that, that, leads into, that leads into my question about, you know, like, you know, I follow, like, follow Gary Z and, and his whole hustle. And you're a dad. And so I want to know what you feel like about, like, kind of his philosophy with the hustle as, like, I look at him as a male entrepreneur who has the luxury of, you know, traveling and doing all this stuff because his wife is, you know, making sure he's holding down the fort. Mm -hmm. And that's not, I'm not saying anything bad about Gary Vee. That's just something that he's about the hustle. Like he's willing to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so what do you think is the challenge and what do you think is the advantage for, you know, the male entrepreneur? Like how does that stack up against what Gary Vee's messages of that like constant hustle, which as a mom, can, let me tell you something, 7 p.m. at homework time, I do not have any hustle left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can't I, remember how to do like fourth grade math then. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. In fact, um, I actually, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I started being Mr. Mom, essentially. So I started doing like the, the kid drop-offs, then I'd come home, I'd work, then I'd, then I'd pick him up at the bus at 3 o'clock, then I'd make him a snack, then I'd go get the other daughter at 4.35, 15, come home, make dinner. Then my wife comes home because she works in the city. So it's, 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 very, it's very, very similar, right? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of hustle, it's not something inherent in me. That's like I have to go out and make sales, make sales, make sales. What, it, what, it, what hustle is to me more so is it's kind of like just – just like you said before, it's really all it is is just being resourceful and being able to quantify the right question. 
That's, 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 mm. that's the hardest part. I see is is like I go onto a lot of these um, groups like where I met you and these other entrepreneur groups and nine out of 10 times it's people saying, I want to be an entrepreneur. What's a good idea? <laughs> then, well, let me hear some passion there. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. First of all, that's terrible. And second of all, that's not what an entrepreneur is. An entrepreneur is, is, is a mix between an astronomer and a scientist. Right. They need to have they need to be able to see an entire scope of a project way, way, way far out. They need to be a dreamer. You have to have this in you. And then you also have to have the scientific part about you where you can look at things like through a microscope and say, here are the issues that are going to come. Right. Right. This, this, mm -hmm. this, this is like almost kind of like your map to success, right? You have to be able to, you can't steer a boat from here, from your rudder and expect to make it to Europe. You're not going to do it. You're, you're going to <laughs> a, just spin around in circles. You're never going to find the shore or you're just going to die in the ocean. It's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Like you have to, mm -hmm. you have to have your, your course set. It has to be Europe. And then you say, okay, well fine. It's West or it's East, wherever you are. And then say it's going to take us 10 days to get there. It has to be a certain amount of gas. It has to, like all that has to be factored in. But the only way you can factor in those issues is by knowing where you're going or have an idea. Of where and you're know going. who you are and exactly. know who you are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. that's, you have to, that's huge. Exactly. And so the difference between a male entrepreneur and a female entrepreneur, I don't, I honestly don't know. I, I think, I think, cause I hear a lot of people say, well, men are more willing to take risks. Men are, that might've been true, but I surround myself with some pretty strong women and females and they, they could eat me for lunch. You know, <laughs> I just, I just, I just think it's, I think it's just really just about being able to quantify your dream, your idea. And well, and you, backwards. Well, and you're living the the you know version of a work at home mom like I am. Like yeah. you know, my days people have no idea what I do in a day. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll say like, I don't know how you do it all. And then I'm like, I get paranoid because I'm like, I don't always think I did it all because there's always going to be laundry that needs to be folded, and I don't need things to be all perfect in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but that hustle. When I'm when I'm hearing from what you're saying is that. So you, you and I have that certain time period where the kids, you know, are at school or whatever. I mean, my, my two-year-old or three-year-old, sorry, she turned three the day after Christmas. Um, she's at home, but she's really good about when I have a podcast, she'll even tell like my other kids, like, um, you know, if they're off from school or whatever, she's like, mom's on a call. Like, it's so funny how she's like a boss, like a little boss baby girl. Um, but she knows like, okay, mommy's on a call, you know, or mommy has to do work or whatever. Like, this is what she's lived with. She's literally, since she was born, this is the way she's only done things today. So I see in the hustle is that we, you know, they say we all have the same amount of hours in the day. Well, mm -hmm. okay. Beyonce has a certain amount of hours in the day where if she has like, you know, a chef and this and that, mm -hmm. things that you and I are doing, mm -hmm. then it's different. But we do have time where like you can piss away time on Facebook. You can piss away time doing a lot of stupid things, even mm -hmm. with your mindset, like what mm -hmm. you're worried about. Like all of that to me is part of the hustle. Like be very clear, be very deliberate. Don't be sloppy with your time. Like your time needs to count for something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, and that's, that's one huge 
huge, huge mistake, if not the biggest mistake in entrepreneurs and dreamers is looking for answers with other people or outside sources, right? Because A, you ask enough people about your idea, every, every person out there is going to poo-poo it. Everyone. Oh my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you're not going to do it. Because at some point, you're going to be like, you know what, you're right, this is a dumb idea. And then you're just not going to mm-hmm. do it. So why did you ask the people to begin with? Right? You're just, you, you just completely mm-hmm. wasted all your time, all your effort. Like, like, and then on top of that, you're going on Facebook and you're looking to, to, to market, to market, to market. You're not marketing in the, right, in the, in the correct way. You're just blanket marketing to anybody and, every, and anything that's going to like your stuff. Well, just because they like your ad doesn't translate into liking you or your business or even a click-through to your business. That's a great point. It's, so then what do you think people are doing then wrong on Facebook where not, like, not niching their business then more and just making it too blanket? It ha- most, most of my clients have that problem. It was like, well, well I, I did this, I did this Facebook boost, you know, um, I spent 200 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever it was. And I got, I got, I got, you know, five clicks and four likes. What happened? Well, you didn't, A, you didn't look at your website analytics. I, I tell people all this time, you have to look at your website analytics. Your website analytics is, is the key to everything. It's the key to everything. And what it is, is it's, it's, all the information from all of your viewers all over the world at the exact times, who they are, everything. It analyzes the content and the hits to your website. So for the longest time, so, so, and what I say is do not market to people who you want to sell to market to the people who are buying your product. Right. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I might want Jay-Z and Beyonce to buy my product and I could put their stuff all over my stuff. It's not going to matter. It's a waste of time. I need to market to the people who are buying my product. They are the people that are giving you cash. You need to concentrate on them. That's who's paying you. That's who's keeping the lights on. Don't worry about the people that aren't right. You're too small of a business to do Brent to do blanket marketing like Nike and, and just, just do random stuff everywhere and be like, Oh, that's cool. That's Nike. They're so hip. You're not mm-hmm. there. You don't have the budget. You don't have, you don't have the wherewithal. You don't, you don't have any of that stuff. If you have going to that exact person, that, that exact profile that is purchasing your product and all that information is inside of your website. If your website is set up properly. That's a great point. And you just reminded me, looking on my podcast, I was shocked when I first looked at who was listening mm-hmm. because it was literally straight up half and half men, men and women. Mm-hmm. And that surprised me because mm-hmm. I was really just expecting it to be more women. And then just looking at where in the world they're listening to it, I find that fascinating. It's like, wow, like you just, you know, because when I'm on the call, I don't, I don't care. I'm not, I'm, I am talking to you in a fun conversation and I'm doing this as something where somebody pops into a podcast and they want to just be entertained or learn, you know, um, I think that podcasts are something that are a, a really smart thing for the people that are, they are so stuck on Facebook that they don't realize that like there are people that are 
are going on iTunes every day listening to podcasts. People love podcasts. Yeah, of course. So if you're just putting all your eggs in Facebook's basket, you're missing out on a ton of people who just don't have time to freaking throw, you know, scroll through Facebook. Yeah. All, 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 you're, all you're doing, right, if you're not marketing right on Facebook, is you're just giving Mark Zuckerberg money. That's all you're doing. That's it. Right? Yeah. Facebook mm-hmm. is amazing. And this, and, this, and this is the problem with, with social media, right? There's what I, social media platforms, I should say, right? Because each one has their own flavor. Each one has their own thing, right? Is people say, oh, well, there's, Facebook has 100 gazillion trillion users on it, right? That, that, that's where I need to be. Okay, well, that's true. That is where you need to be. You need a presence there. But you also, it's, it's like putting a straw in the ocean, and just being like, oh, I'm going to start That's here. That's a good point. It's, That's a really good point. You have, to, you have to be able to say, okay, fine. So, for instance, my, my, so my Jacuti Light analytics, right? I thought that, just like you, I thought that this was going to be all about moms. Like, go for it. Everyone's going to be like, oh, like, oh, this is going to be perfect for my baby. You want to know something? Three quarters of my, of my people that were buying were guys. Mm. Because it's a technology. And they're interested. They're young yeah. guys. They're like, they're like, oh, this is awesome. The lights for my head. Lights for my for my stroller. This is amazing. Girls aren't looking for that. They're looking for clips and and umbrellas. And and, I, and and by the way, if you don't, I don't want to be like you know, girls don't look for TikTok technology. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that my yeah, an, that my analytics were saying this is who's buying your stuff. Yeah, I'm picturing picturing this hipster dad who's yeah. like wants the cool shit for his kid. Yeah. No, I I don't think. That's negative at all. And I think that um, you, you, I had to share this. I, a couple of years ago, before Facebook changed its um, algorithms, this is before you could boost a post. It's before you could do Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. I had a Facebook page that I still have that I really don't nurture because it, it wasn't a market that um, it was like not, I wasn't monetizing it properly. And it was, it was just kind of set on the wrong intention because it was just set to inspire, which is mm-hmm. fine. But without something to sell them, then you're just wasting your time. I got a lot of fun out of it, but I was like Facebook famous. And that really doesn't equate to monetizing it. There are tons of people who on Facebook don't even look that popular, and yet they are killing it with high-end clients. That fascinates me. Of course. You can't judge somebody by how many likes they have on the Facebook page. It really doesn't translate at all. Like, at all. all. You'd be shocked. Of course. And, and, and nowadays I can, I, I can, I can take you and I can, I can get you 10,000 hits in the next, in the next day. I can, I can hire a bot factory and, and, and we can get you 10,000. technology than what we were raised on and i'm i'm really tech savvy the way i see it but they're just the way of communicating is so different but because they're on social media so much 
it's it's breeding like this um like this addiction to social media and like this almost like addicted to likes and so yeah. you gotta like not worry about that because if mm-hmm. your payoff is like how much you know people like and I've had to learn this ego you know stuff myself where you know for Huffington Post I wrote you know one blog that went so viral that it was trending next to Justin Bieber with his drunk driving arrest a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I was like I'm the hot shit you know like in your mind you're like this is awesome. <laughs> And then you can write something a few months later that is like so like, like, you know, heart wrenching, like, you know, profound, just totally personal. And you think it's like the greatest thing in the whole entire world. And then no one likes it because it's just the way the game goes. It's not that it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the way kind of, you know, um, the web goes. It's like just people didn't see it. And, you know, maybe it was because there was a picture attached to the first blog. It could be that somebody else, you know, in their company liked this when an editor pushed it through, like it's all different reasons, but you can't have, a, a, you can't take this shit personally. Like it's not yeah. personal. You cannot yes. be so like affected by that because mm-hmm. even in Facebook groups, I got a great response to putting it out there who wanted to be on my podcast. Mm-hmm. I've put great stuff in Facebook groups and nobody said a thing. And it's like, if you're going to take it personally, then, then get out of the game because yeah. People are, people are busy. And it's not that we wrote wasn't, wasn't good. It's just that it feels like the climate of Facebook groups has changed a little bit. To yeah. be honest with you, I don't know if you noticed that or not. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, 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 that's absolutely. That's social. You know, it's, 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 it's saturated now. The, the, some of these Facebook groups are completely saturated and it really, like you said, it's, um, I think you said it before we recorded about how like, it's kind of like, or maybe in the podcast, but about how it kind of is just the selling place where like, there's no connections and Facebook group, but the other intention of the other people in the Facebook group is just to sell their shit. So they're not even paying attention to what you're doing. Not so that's all. where don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes, absolutely. 100%, 100%. And, 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 but, but with that said, there is a reverse psychology there to bring hits to your business and your pages. Okay, right? tell me then. <laughs> so, so, so everyone's going through and like, you know, it's, it's, some people call it like the one to seven rule. Some people, but, but essentially this is the way that it works. It sells something or whatever it may be, right? And I, I had one client just ask me about this. Um, she is a... Um, a travel agent. And so she was asking me like how to get more hits, how to do this, how to do that, um, how to gain trust, you know, how to, how to measure trust. Right. Mm, so, and so mm-hmm. what, I, what I told her was, was this is what you have to do is you have to give people free information. You have to give people free stuff so that they know that you know what you're talking about. Right. So like, she was like, well, so like, for instance, if, if you're in, I don't know, car repair, let's just say, I'm just gonna pull this out of the the top of the hat, right. You're in car repair and your post is about, about repairing cars. Right. So if you just keep saying in your post, like, like 50% off, 50% off, 50% off, 50% off, you know, do this for the next 10 days and I'll give you a free alternator, whatever. No one's going to hit that. Like your dad might like it. Your sister might like it. Like your friend might like it. But, it, but it's not going to turn, but it's not going to turn into it. It's not, it's not going to turn into sales even more so. Right. right. What you have to do is you have to say, mm-hmm. this is why 
you should trust me. This is how, why I know what I'm doing. This is me working on it with my little YouTube camera and I'm working on this alternator, right? Jenny came to me and her windshield wipers weren't working and she couldn't figure it out, blah, 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 blah. So she came to me 10 minutes later for 15 bucks. This is what we did and she's on her way and then you have a great, and then she wrote back to you, Brian, thank you so much. My, my windshield wipers are working fantastic. You're the only one that could do it. That mm -hmm. right there is your ad. That right there is your ad. And then so what you do is you don't, you don't boost it. You don't do any of that stuff. You just keep that on there because what that does is now people say, oh, Jenny thought that was a good thing. I wonder if you can do this. And then so as you're doing that, you're creating a catalog of all the things that you've done. You're creating a work history of the things that you've done. Now what that does to the potential consumer or potential client and saying, okay, this guy does know what he's talking about. He's just not regurgitating things that he read on someone else's blog or you know whatever it may be. This is actual true data from real customers saying this thing, right? So now what you do, after you do this seven times, eight times, nine times, right? Then at one time you can say, um, Freaky Friday, I'm giving away free coffee to, to anybody that comes in and needs new windshield wipers, right? Or, or I'm, giving up, I'm giving away windshield, one, the right side windshield wiper for free, you know, coming by the left side for twelve ninety five. Mm -hmm. right? But they already wanted to buy it at that point, so it's just an incentive because they already are feeling like that. Birdie's been chirping in their ear. When that 100%. the windshield wipers are good. And that's what, and that's what they call the call to action mm -hmm. is. They say, okay, fine. So my thing's been chattering this whole time. This guy knows what he's doing. I can get, I can get a two-for-one deal. It's happening on Freaky Friday. I'm going to go check it out. I'm now going to take that little, his little Facebook ad, show, show the guy, and then he's going to say, all right, cool. You're here for the Freaky Friday deal. Put it on. Boom, boom, boom. You're done. Now, that's how you, that's how you quantify your sale. That's how you get the call to action. That's how you get the client to come. And that's how you keep boosting your Facebook page with real true data. That's a good point. That is a really good point because we hear in the marketing world a ton of different ways to do things. And, um, and that is you're giving them the truth. I mean, who doesn't want that? Uh, so I want, I want you to tell them how they can work with you. Tell them about your, like what your websites are so that way they can hear more and so they can get their own flashlight on their stroller. <laughs> All right, fine. So um, I have, um, so it's called jacutilight.com. So it's J-A-C-O-O-T-I-E-L-I-G-H-T.com. Or you can even type in strollerheadlights.com. The, about these lights is they can fit on anything. So one, they're, they're, they last for so long that after they put them on their strollers and they were putting them on their little kick bikes and then from their kick bikes they are putting them on their tricycles and their tricycles onto their bicycles. Like, so I myself in I'm making such just on their um, on right in the front yard. Right. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So I think that's great. No, you didn't shoot yourself in the foot there because you know how many things break in this day and age, like something that doesn't break, like people want that. Yeah, that's for sure. So, 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 so there's that. And then, um, and then, uh, my social media stuff is a uh, webzilla usa.com. So, uh, and, and that's, that's,
Absolutely. You know, or they can just email me, call me, you know, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm always around, you know? Um, so yeah, okay. W-E-B-Z-I-L-L-A USA.com. Yeah. Well, I find your background even to be even more, more fascinating because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that have just hopped on the scene recently and, mm -hmm. um, and you have that, you know, really rich background. I like that. I like that a lot because I think that brings a lot to the table and you can look at things with a, with a more of um, like not so much of a myopic eye just on Facebook, which I appreciate because you lo you're looking at, at it more like worldly, like your culture, Brian, your culture. You know what I mean? Like well, you're saw, looking at it from the media, you know, the ma major media space and not just Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, and I started my first business actually when I was 13 years old. I know a lot of people say that, but that's, but this is that's a contour. True. What was it? Um, it was called Brian's Corner. And it was my father. I grew up. I grew up in a in a, in laundry mats and radio shacks. Those are my parents. My father had this um this this big radio shack in Colorado, and um, he had this one corner that was blocked off by a wall that was just filled with just junk, just junk, old stuff that would never sell. And I so I made him a deal. I said, and I, at that time I was an avid guitar player, I still am. And I said, I want. Business, the guitar store. Um, he had this like wholesale magazine where we could buy like you know cheap Yamaha guitars, things of that nature, harmonica strings, you know whatever. Um, and you know let's make a budget and let me do this. And then so he said, if you can clean this whole part out, sell everything, then I will make Brian's Corner for you. And so that's exactly what I did. Is I took everything out, I put it in a big box, said make an offer. <laughs> Everyone came in. That box was gone in two days. Most of the stuff went, went away for free, but it didn't matter because I was going to have to throw it away anyway. Right? So, <laughs> so, I, so I made 50 cents on it, fine, boom, whatever. That's, that's just going to go into my product, right? I, I drew a picture for my logo. I didn't know what a logo was, but I just drew Brian's Corner and a guy with a guitar. And then, I, and then uh, my father and I um, purchased, I don't know, like $300 worth of guitars and harmonicas and strings and picks and all the stuff. And it went on like wildfire. In fact, it's still there. It's still there today. Um, and that happened for two reasons. A, because it was in a radio shack and people were already there when radio Yeah. Mm -hmm. And B, it happened to be that it was the only music store in Carbondale, Colorado at the time that was even open. Mm. See, and that's the thing is, is, is kind of knowing what's in demand. And that's, that's, I think, one of the things that's a little bit missing. And it's actually making me think a little deeper because when you have a market that's super saturated, then you also... And people are almost having to, like, I'll see, like, I don't want to say shock jock, but, like, shock entrepreneurs, like, where it has to be, like, this wild over-the-top factor to be mm -hmm. seen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you see that in some of the Facebook groups, but it's like, it's like, dude, what the heck, you know? And then, this is one of my biggest pet peeves about the groups, too, is that I don't want to talk to you on the podcast, and you are completely different than the way you're on Facebook. I can't stand that. Because why would you hire me? If when you talk to me, uh, like it was two totally different people. I just, I don't, I, I don't like that because I look at it as for myself that I'm building a brand, which is me, which is me. And who knows where that'll take me. I mean, I've done speaking things. I've written two books. Like I, I have a, a big dreams for myself. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just one of those things. I just like, I like real people. I don't like the yeah. fakeness. I just love the real, but I'm totally going to share your story with uh, my, with my six-year-old Seamus, because he, that kid is always like, he's like, I'm going to draw some pictures and like, do you want to buy one from me? Like he's always trying to figure out how to make money. And the yeah. kid has everything. Like, it's not like he, he is, you know, it's, 
it's that he needs something. It's just that I think he has the entrepreneurial spirit in him yeah. because he's always thinking like, what could I sell? And you know, even like his toys, which cracks me up. Yeah. Well, he totally can. In fact, I'm doing that right now with my, my daughter, Jakuti is her nickname. Um, her I name is it. creating her a, uh, a website right now called Corey's creations. And, and for Christmas, she was, she was just coming up with these ideas to buy these little um, handbags and then bedazzle them for her cousins, right? And they turned out to be super Aww. cute, right? And I said, I said, you understand that this is totally a business, right? And what I meant by that is I just want her synapses in her head to go off like, this is something tangible. This is something real. This mm-hmm. is something from birth that you created. And it's not difficult. See, this is the problem. Is everyone thinks that creating a business is difficult. It's not. It's really, 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 really Barney simple. The hard part is, is being Mark Zuckerberg and being worth $60 billion. That's the hard part. But creating what you, your dream and making it tangible is not. It shouldn't be. It should be fun. It should be fast. If you're in the right business, that's the key. If you're exactly. in the right business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it feels like you're burnt out, then you're in the wrong no, business. Because that, business. that in, being in alignment and being in the flow where you're so excited about your thing mm-hmm. – that's that's what you're meaning on when business is good when it is a struggle you got to take a look at like what's what's not connecting here because some people are in a business because they think they can make money and that's the reason why they're in their business so no wonder why it's so hard absolutely absolutely i tell people i tell people all the time in fact i was talking to a client yesterday about this you know and i said i said she said well is this a good idea i said it's a good idea i was like but ideas are, are not the problem I was like, I, tell, I, I could give you a billion dollar idea right now. I'll tell everybody on your podcast right now a billion dollar idea. A billion dollar idea is creating a refrigerator system that will understand what food is in there, what food needs to be purchased, and when to do it automatically. That right there is going to be the future of refrigerators, and right there is a billion dollar idea. The idea is not the hard part. The hard part is creating the logistics to make it happen. That's where people need to understand. It's not the idea. It's creating the idea, right? And so what I told her is, is what you need to do is what is it that you do in your bedroom by yourself at night when nobody else is around? What is it that you really, truly do, right? And she laughed like, ha, 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 ha. And then, and then I was like, no, seriously. <laughs> and, and she says, well, she's like, I write poetry and I, and I, and I, and I paint. I said, then that's what you do paid for what you do. I was like, because you care about it. You love it. Mm -hmm. You're methodical about it. And you do it in your free time. You're already doing it. You might as well just create a free website, which you can do Squarespace, Wix, whatever it may be, and put your stuff up there. Create a Facebook page, which again is free, a Twitter page. All this stuff is free. And then just make it look, have continuity, market it well, and you will sell it. It will sell because just like you said, people believe in passion. People believe in story. People believe in homemade products, especially it came from you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you can create an amazing painting for 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, 30 bucks, whatever it may be, someone will buy it. And oh, totally. And 
the point is, is that you can do things inexpensively in the beginning. Like you don't have to, if you get caught up in the system that you need to employ, like I can tell you as an entrepreneur to people listening, you'll just quit. If you, if you really go in and you feel like you have to do everything from like, say Zoom to any meeting to MailChimp, like to leap, it it can be where you're like, what, what the heck am I doing? Like why? Get caught up in your message. Like that's the most important thing. And I love working with entrepreneurs myself where just helping them get clear about like things they have not even looked at. Like people have blind spots and I'm not a business coach and I'm not doing what you're doing, but I can't tell you how other things where we touch upon their business because I'm like, well, why aren't you doing this? Or why aren't you doing that? And there's a lot of fears that come up um, that are what stops them. But listen, the refrigerator thing, I think, that what would be perfect is like just telling you what what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat. Like here, put this together. Like here's a recipe for this. Um, this would be healthy for you. Could you imagine if if like yeah. the fridge could come up with recipes? Like well, no, and, 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 and it will and it will it will come it will come it will absolutely yeah. come with 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 the with the with the um with with AI with artificial intelligence. Now you to choose a menu on the front of your on the front of your um on your phone or on the front of your refrigerator and it, it will automatically order it for you and it will, everything will be packaged and all you'll have to do is cook it. It is absolutely coming. 100. Or my husband can do it because my, my husband's a chef. So yeah. he's, um, exactly. <laughs> he's the chef of the family. I love it. That's why when you said food network, I'm like, that's, um, that's so fun. He's been, you know, photographed for, um, you know, the newspaper in Atlantic city cause he's been a chef in Atlantic city for many years. And, um, so, fascinating um mm-hmm. i have a friend of mine who was on the podcast and she does food photography which looks a lot it, it well it's i think there's two different kinds you're you could talk about with food photography is you have the kind that are manipulated where it's like not the actual food you know like for ads and then stuff that you're actually photographing in a restaurant that is actual the edible food so that's a huge difference there yeah another thing is when i created jacuzzi light i wasn't planning on selling it at all. In fact, I thought it looked foolish when I first put my first headlights on. And then I went in my elevator and it came out. The first people that, that saw it bought it. Like, it, like oh I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe under 10 minutes. And I just gave it to them because I, because I thought they were silly myself. And then, so that kind of created like, okay, this is some, there's something here. And then what I, mm-hmm. my whole idea was I'm going to make a million dollars off of a free website. So every sale that I did, I didn't take any money for. I didn't put. I didn't buy an expensive website. I didn't do anything expensive. I did everything for free. I created my own logos. I I, I did a free Wix website. The whole thing. And so when I got twenty bucks, I put twenty bucks into the website. Like, oh, okay. Now I'm going to take away the banners. Or now I, I didn't shell out ten thousand dollars to do this. I didn't shell out five thousand dollars, five hundred dollars for a copywriter and for a trademark and yada yada yada. By the time you do that, you're going to be so in the red. Exactly. Going mm-hmm. to fail. But you're doing it to me. It's like almost like the common sense approach because if you try to go in and like look at the whole of it, you mm-hmm. won't. Do it. It's the same with writing a book. If you really, um, if you think about even how to market it and all that kind of stuff, you're not even going to want to write. Just write. Just, Just write. let yourself go out with writing because yeah. all that stuff you can figure it out. And like yes. again, you did this all on your own. But there are tons of people out there that you can connect with that are willing to give you a little bit of a pep talk. I know along my journey, 
there have been plenty of people that have come along that have given me pep talks. And I sure as hell have given people a ton of pep talks. Like, because I do think that that is one of those old school principles in business that maybe is missing on Facebook. Is that like, mm-hmm. when I say to people like, okay, Brian, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop the podcast recording. And then after I stop the podcast recording, I'm really like, Brian, really, thank you so much for being on here. Let me know how I can help you. I'm not doing that to be nice. I'm doing that because that's who I am. And I believe that that is the way that business is supposed to be. It's not like I look at, I've had other life coaches on my podcast. I don't look at it as like, oh, I got to like, I got to be greedy and grab whatever I can. And I, you know, like to live in that kind of mindset um, doesn't make me feel good. I look at it as like, what can I do to help you? Like that's to me. I don't know. I like that part. Yeah, of that's business, why, That kind of team. That's why I created Webzilla's uh, Entrepreneur Alliance. Right. Is I created. Mm, I love that. A, I'm gonna check that out. Is I created a, a group strictly for because all these other groups are so saturated with like, what are you gonna do on Friday? And and, and like, I'm looking for an idea or ten dollars off like hair weaves, like whatever it is. That's how entrepreneurs need to me. To me, like mm-hmm. people ask me questions like, I have. There's a hole here. There's an issue here. What can I do? And then and then so it's an alliance. Like we're actually talking, giving out free information and with that is like i said before you people are going to come to trust me and my work because mm-hmm. I'm them free information so when they do go to the next step and need a social media manager or a new website i've already had that conversation with them they already have that, they already have that trust though they already gave them something free and now they're going to hopefully come back and give me something give me some business or they're going to refer me to one of their people exactly guys legit mm-hmm. He knows what he's talking about because it doesn't matter the website, the website design. You can take a, a $200 Craigslist guy and get a website that looks like Google. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, you will be deceived. The truth is, is by speaking to people and creating a dialogue in which people trust. That's what turns into sales. I like that. And businesses, you know, there's not a single person in business that rises to the top by themselves. That would be foolish to think that you would do that. Well, people that have specialties in different areas that are not your strong suit because you're not meant to always have to know every single thing. But I want to thank you so much for coming on here. I've learned so much, and um, I know my people are going to love you. And I'm like, first man on the podcast, there you go. Like, that's your claim to fame now. Now you get to add that along with, like, the Rachel Ray and everything. Like, now you get to say that. Don't you feel good? I do feel good. I, this, 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 this was a great talk. I'd love to talk to you more. I, I really would. This For sure. We'll definitely stay connected. Um, I, I am, like, true when I say that I feel really blessed to be connecting with all these people through the podcast. Um, I was getting very bored with the Facebook groups. But okay, everyone, we will talk to you next time on Goddess and Gad. This is Jenny G. Perry. Thank you for being on here, Brian. Take care. My pleasure. Bye.